Hey guys, welcome back to the Baby Dust Podcast. I am so excited about today's guest today. My name is Hannah. I am the health coach behind Baby Dust, the Baby Dust Fertility Guide, the Daily Fertility Tips Facebook group, and always available to chat and hear about your journeys over on Instagram. Uh, But today I have with me Dr. Robin Rose, and I have to tell you, I am so excited for this interview. Um, First of all, Dr. Rose, I am just really impressed that you are board certified in two very impressive and deep (laughs) specialties. (laughs) So um, thank you so much for taking the time um, to be with us today. Would you mind just introducing yourself and sharing a little bit with our listeners? Sure. Um, So just like you said, I'm double boarded in internal medicine and gastroenterology. And then I went back to the Institute of Functional Medicine to get all my certifications there And for the last um, 18 months or more, um, I have been practicing precision Mm -hmm. medicine, functional integrated medicine. Um, I use my gut expertise. I'm really, I think of myself more as like a gut microbiome expert. Mm -hmm. And we use, we, you know, use um, the health of the gut microbiome and restoring health and balance of the gut microbiome to really address chronic disease and chronic inflammation. It's, so that's, that's really our main angle, but then we, we really deal with everything because all roads lead to and from the gut. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's all that whole, it's the, the gut X access. So the gut <laughs> skin, gut hormone, gut brain, gut, you know, so the list goes on and on, gut thyroid. And I really just a little quick, uh, blip about blurb about me is I was, you know, really, really practicing McMedicine. Mm-hmm. seeing 30 plus patients a day, revolving door patients wow. for about 15 plus years. Um, and I started to grapple with some of my own health issues. And I just didn't want to take the SSRI of the month anymore. I was mm-hmm. done with the pill for every ill. And then when I started to really heal myself differently, and I got exposure to this whole world of medicine, that's just completely untapped. As conventional doctors, we know nothing about lifestyle medicine, nothing Mm -hmm. about the impact of nutrition, sleep, movement, stress management, Mm -hmm. what that really does to your health. And we really don't learn nearly as much as we should about pathophysiology, biochemistry, and all these other different endocrine pathways. We really only just scratch the surface. And so when I went back to the Institute of Functional Medicine, I mean, what I learned in the tens of thousands of hours that I put in was really harder than medical school. Mm, <laughs> I mean, there's that saying, you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> you don't. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, you know, I think of myself as a lifelong learner. Mm-hmm. Um, I always, I'm always learning every day. I'm always looking at the next best innovative diagnostics and treatment. And I'm always just trying to do the best I can for my patients. And really what happened in the end was when I started to apply, like when I started to apply all those things to my own health Mm -hmm. and I saw that I could get better that way, I then really started looking at my patients and I really, you know, I see, I see adolescents, Mm -hmm. Hannah, 13 and up, or at the time, that's what I was doing, like Mm -hmm. post-pacent. And I really, I was so floored. I never had really paused to really think about this, but I was floored by 
the epidemic of chronic disease in this country. Oh, I mean, I every imagine. person, mm-hmm. every person taking some prescription, like at least one prescription medication, wow. 32 year old patients coming, you know, I mean, patients coming into me, excuse me, with screen for screening colonoscopies telling me they had cancer, breast cancer at 32 years old. Oh my I'm diagnosing 34 year old women with colon cancer who just had babies, right? Oh I'm diagnosing 28 year olds with esophageal cancer. It's just, it just blew me away. And I just knew there had to be a better way. I I didn't feel like I was a healer anymore. I just felt like all I was doing was handing out a pill for every ill. And it was so unfulfilling. I was so burnt out, so depressed. And that's why that was my why. And I, and I went back to, you know, really do the work so I could really heal people from the inside out and get to the root cause. So that's my story. (laughs) Well, absolutely. It sounds like you've kind of seen both sides of the the good and the bad of medicine and helping people. And um, I don't want to give too much away, but I I think that what you're doing now is just even another further step down the path, but um, just, wow, really incredible. Thank you. So, you know, today, obviously, because we are a fertility community, um, I, I really wanted to just take your brain for a little bit and see if you'd be willing to kind of talk about your expertise in the context of fertility. Um, so if you don't mind, can we just jump into talking about how the health of the gut microbiome is connected with infertility? It's kind of a new concept, I think, to a lot of our listeners. Sure. So just as, just to give a little background, the gut microbiome, you know, contains trillions of organisms, mostly Mm -hmm. bacteria, and you have fungi, viruses, you know, talk, you know, bacteria, archaea, these other organisms. And basically you have friendly or good bacteria and bad or unfriendly bacteria Mm -hmm. that reside in the gut. And it's sort of like that Goldilocks rule of just the right amount of everything Mm -hmm. because you're going to have pathogens living in your gut, but you want to have enough of the good or keystone friendly bacteria, keeping those bad guys in check. Right. Okay. Okay. And aside from our skin, the gut is the largest organ exposed to the Mm. outside world. Right. So we're Mm -hmm. con the gut is constantly being exposed to toxin, bacteria, viruses. Right. Mm. And while the gut has so many, you know, incredible functions, the two simplest and most important are assimilation, right? Mm-hmm. Or absorption, absorbing yeah. all the good, amazing things that we need for ourselves mm-hmm. and our organs yes. and our tissues so we can like be nice and healthy. And then elimination, mm, right? Yeah. And it's eliminating all of those bad things, like making sure that all those bad things that we're basically inhaling, taking through our skin, swallowing, that get into our gut, that we're moving them out. Mm, yeah. And A diverse microbiota is essential in reaching optimal health, right? So we can Mm, have mm -hmm. really fantastic immune resilience, metabolic health, and also fertility. It has a Mm. lot, and I'm going to get into that. And so the microbiome is always moving in and out of balance. It's constantly moving in and out. And that's that's where epigenetics come in. I'm sure Mm -hmm. you've heard of that term. So epigenetics is more, you know, you have your genetics, right? Your, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever happens genetically and people are always like, oh, it's my genes, but no, only really what happens to you is 10 to 15% of your genetics. Mm, The other 85% or more is through epigenetics, how you interact and adapt to the world around you and your environment 
is what makes the genes express themselves or not express themselves. Interesting, yes. So, so really, and that comes from the microbiome. Okay. We know that all disease begins in the gut or at least 95% very well studied. And that results from this imbalance of the gut microbiome. And when I talk about the imbalance, I'm talking about dysbiosis. Dysbiosis is this uneven balance between the good and the bad. And when that happens, you're not making enough of the good metabolites that are necessary for us to function at an optimal level and to be healthy. Okay. Mm, Yeah. And when there is that imbalance, now remember your gut lining is only one, like it's a hair width thick. It's one cell, you know, one cell layer thick. That's pretty small. (laughs) Yeah. And so you want each cell to be tightly opposed to each other. Right. Mm -hmm. What happens is when the gut gets damaged, when there's imbalance to the gut microbiome and these really good metabolites aren't being made to reinforce the gut barrier, mm-hmm. okay? Our gut lining is very unhealthy and you develop what's called leaky gut or intestinal mm-hmm. permeability, okay? And guess what happens then? Then the toxins, the bacteria, the undigested food particles like protein, um, which is very antigenic, meaning it's very disruptive to the immune system. Mm-hmm. Those leak from your lumen of your intestines and into your bloodstream. Wow. And mm-hmm. that causes this chronic low-grade inflammation and inflammation then disease then breeds disease. Mm-hmm. Yes, and yes. so what we know about infertility now is that it's, it is an in, chronic inflammatory disease state. And there's something that is smoldering in many of these women that have what's called unexplained infertility. Mm, And it's all coming from the gut, Hannah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It's all coming from the gut. Yeah. Yeah. So incredible. Yeah. It seems like based on what you've described, it sounds like the, the gut really holds a important and really untapped key to solving a lot of conditions. I mean, if it's the root of I mean, so many things that's just, that's just wild to think that, you know, if we get those intestinal, the intestinal permeability that it can just snowball Mm -hmm. such a crazy thought. Yeah. And what's so, what's so unbelievable is like, yeah, it holds the key to really regressing or reversing chronic diseases. And now Mm -hmm. from the research, which we'll get into from Dr. Gabby and Dr. Agus from Mycogenesis, who I'm partnering with them. We now know that infertility is a chronic disease, a chronic inflammatory disease state that's coming from the gut microbiome. Mm, wow, that's that's crazy. From the, or from leaky gut, from the yeah. inbound, you know, from the destroyed gut microbiome. Yeah. So as you've kind of mm-hmm. obviously entered into this space of working with women, um, has this come as a surprise to you? Did you suspect it when you went in? What were your thoughts here? No, it did not surprise me (laughs) because I believe so many people are walking around with, so it's sort of, Hannah, it's sort of like the gut, the, the bucket theory, right? Like all these people. So it's sort of like you walk around one day, your buckets, you know, half full, right? Mm -hmm. Months or years later, your buckets, three quarters full, maybe a few (laughs) weeks later, it's almost at the top. And then that last drop, let your bucket spill over. And then whatever you were maybe genetically destined because of your epigenetics now Mm. turning on those genes, like you start to express that. 
right? Yeah, and yeah. so I think a lot of women, or we know, we don't think with unexplained infertility, they have smoldering disease mm-hmm. yeah. that not necessarily has been, you know, picked up yet. Like you said, oh, everybody thought you had PCOS. I don't know if you realize this, but there's two forms of PCOS. There's mm-hmm. PCOS that comes from the imbalance of your gut microbiome mm-hmm. and there's PCOS that stems metabolically from insulin resistance. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this, this, these diagnostics and treatments I'm about to talk to you about address both types of PCOS. Oh, okay. But the inflammation that's occurring, right? Mm-hmm. And this is a little technical. I don't want to like lose people, <laughs> but there's these little, they're almost, they're, they're called exosomes or there's these, there are these little non-coding DNA particles. I mean, uh, non-coding RNA particles called micro RNAs. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what happens is, is due to tissue stress and damage from inflammation, these little micro RNAs start to get overproduced. Mm. Okay. And it starts in the gut. They're they're basically produced by macrophages, which is okay. a type of immune cell, right? Yeah. And what happens is, is the microRNAs they induce this these signaling pathways that link to fertility huh. and reproductive health. Huh. I mean, they impact a lot of different types of disease states, but we're linking it to fertility now, yeah. right? right? So it's this, like I said, there are these little like single stranded. I misspoke, like single-stranded, short, little non-coding DNA molecules that are expressed by these macrophages in the gut. And then they travel short and far distances. Hmm. So the microRNAs exert their effects from the gut in all different organs of your body, one of them being the vaginal microbiome. Okay. Okay. And so when they're either over or under-expressed, then they activate different disease states in the body. Hmm. Interesting. And yeah, and, and they, and the microRNAs, you know, cause all different things, cancers, cro- other chronic diseases, inflammation, oh. and now we know infertility as well. Mm. Right? So is it when those are, um, when those microRNAs are, you know, uh-huh. moving around, is that because those tight junctions in the gut have opened up to let them leave? Well, that's one of the, that's one of the reasons too. Yes. But the total imbalance and mm-hmm. the actual inflammation that's mm-hmm. brewing in the gut stimulates this whole okay. cascade of events. Wow. So yeah. say you have someone who comes to you and they are, um, they're struggling with fertility. Um, what is the mm-hmm. first step here? How, how do we start the process yeah. of healing yeah. the situation? Right. So I, I would assume that most, and I know that you went through this process too, um, but a lot of women and men um, or their partners, uh, what have you, they go through the whole process, right? Mm-hmm. Of like trying to figure out what they've had. Most people at this point have had the workup, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? For why? Sure. And then it's, and and the 30% or more, it's like, we don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be, a, you know, like they'll identify anatomical issues. They'll identify all these different things. Like maybe it's, you know, the sperm count in men or spermatogenic, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Right. But then it's like, they are left sort of like the women and they're like, we just don't know, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and so what they, what, what they were able to show in the studies, well, let me tell you what the study showed first. And then, so gas, so microgenesis, these two women, Dr. Gabby and Dr. Agus, they're, they're PhDs in um, microbiology, hmm. wow. so immunology, 
super smart. And they've been doing this bench research, Hannah, for close to 15 years. Okay. Oh, wow. And they're experts in this micro RNA, mm-hmm. um, you know, groundbreaking research. And they have been able to identify 64 different phenotypes, meaning 64 wow. different expressions yeah. of the microbiome that can, that can explain the infertility. Wow. Okay. That's incredible. Now these 64 different expressions, so to speak, are mm-hmm. then paired. And this is what I love about precision medicine to a very uniquely tailored treatment to mm. that specific phenotype. Does oh, that make sense? Yeah. That's, that's like the personalized medicine aspect coming out, right? Exactly. So this, this is very, very personalized. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what happened, so what they, what their original initials, they've studied over 3000 women. So this isn't just like small potatoes. And what they found in their initial studies, they, they, I think it was like 30 or 40 different centers across Latin America, plus uh, Spain. Okay. And they took women that were refractory IVF. Okay. So the average number of IVF um, treatments was 4.2 in in this population. Okay. Wow. So they've really been through a lot. That's pretty big, right? Yeah. And some of these women, they were trying for 10 years. Oh my goodness. They were able with the diagnostics and the treatment, Okay they had a 75% success rate in getting these women pregnant. Wow. That, that number is just like mine. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's amazing. Some treatments that are standard of care can't boast. They don't even go to you know, a young, healthy, optimal age woman. The statistic from the CDC is under 30% yeah. from wow. one IVF even, mm-hmm. not to mention the cost, the, yeah. the emotional, physical, mm-hmm. and mental burden Mm-hmm. you know, endured by these women. Right. Yeah. And, and so, and so, yeah, so they, so, and I'll get into the treatment in a second, but why Hannah, why I am so passionate about this mm-hmm. <laughs> is while being a, a gut microbiome, you know, expert and really understanding the gut microbiome and what, and how it really, you know, impacts chronic disease. Mm-hmm. You're changing the trajectory of these women's health. That's, that's what's so, that's why I'm so driven Mm -hmm. by this because you're addressing this underlying chronic inflammation that these women are expressing that that's not being addressed, right? So not only are you helping them get pregnant successfully way quicker, it's only a 75 day treatment course, Mm -hmm. okay, which is me nothing, um, especially compared to how many months or years these women have been trying. Right. Mm -hmm. But you're changing their health outcome, right? Because they had smoldering disease. So they were likely to start expressing Hashimoto's Mm -hmm. hypothyroidism, endometriosis, PCOS, insulin resistance, diet, whatever it is. Right. And now you're not only helping them get pregnant, have a healthy pregnancy, healthy baby, but now you're changing the course of their health. Mm, and so yeah. that to me is like the biggest win-win. Oh, for sure. Right. I mean, right? I mean that's it's just, just changing yeah. someone's entire rest of their life. I mean, wow, that's incredible. <laughs> and so what, and then what they did was they repeated the studies. I think this is important. They repeated oh, okay. 
yeah. in the U. So they had Latin American and Spanish mm-hmm. women, right? Nice. And in your, you know, European, and then they mm-hmm. repeated the the um, results here in America. They, oh, they took okay. American women. And then women in America, they actually did a little bit of a different study population. So like you have your one bucket that they studied, which were the IVF crowd, right? Or the refractory of the IVF even. Mm -hmm. Now they looked at women that were struggling to get pregnant for several months and maybe even, you know, a year more than a few years, okay? That Mm -hmm. hadn't embarked yet on IVF, but were hadn't maybe started anything or were starting to look at IUI, hormone therapy, all that Mm -hmm. stuff, okay? And they might've went through one cycle, whatever it is, okay? Mm -hmm. And so they were able to reproduce the same exact 75% success rate in that population too. It was funny. And then when they presented the data to me initially, I said, well, what happened to the, to the, like, why, why do you, what happened to the other 25%? Mm. And they said in the vast majority of cases, those women were non-compliant. They weren't fully compliant with the program. Wow. How interesting. So I wonder what that uh, overall finding would have been had they been compliant. Exactly. They mm. could have maybe gotten like over 85, <laughs> 90, who knows, yeah. right? How interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do you take all that, um, all that research, which is just um, astonishing, really? Um, and how do you take that and work with it in your practice? So, okay. So what happens is the women come to us. We do an initial intake on them. Okay. Um, one of my partners too, she's actually been in what she's a women's health care expert for the last mm. 25, 20 plus years. And, you know, we want to just make sure obviously everyone's dotted their I's cross their T's. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, just as an aside, I think this is amazing for anybody to do <laughs> like, right. Because yeah. understand this underlying issue in anyone yeah. is going to be helpful. Right. Oh, for sure. So at any rate, then we order, so we order the kits, the kits go right home to your, in like right to your house. And there's okay. three components of the kit. It's a swab of your vaginal biome. Like, so you're swabbing, okay. the, you know, whatever your vaginal biome, it's easy. Then you're also doing a blood spot. So like hmm. a little prick with a blood spot, that's going to look at specific inflammatory markers in your blood. Okay. Interesting. So Hannah will look at your insulin levels, your LDL, you know, your bad, it has a, they have a, you know, there's a whole algorithm, you know? Mm-hmm. So they look at specific inflammatory biomarkers and then they also collect a saliva sample. Okay. To look at this one substance called secretory IgA, mm-hmm. which, which okay. is very important yep. in gut microbiome health, mm-hmm. inflammation, and so on and so forth. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then they take the combination of these results, which they've studied, I now said for almost 15 years, mm-hmm. and the combination of those results produces one of these 64 phenotypes. Okay. Okay. And what, and then they're able to understand, okay, how, like the way they understand how to precisely treat yeah. that woman. Wow. And the treatment, and it's actually very smooth sailing. Like literally you get the results back within two weeks. Once the lab has the results, okay, mm-hmm. um, it's triggered on their end to send the treatment out. Oh, okay. Wow. And I'll, and I'll explain the, it's quick, it's quick. And then they come back to us after their initial appointment and we ordered all the stuff and we go over the results with them. Okay. And we literally get them started on the treatment like the next day because they already <laughs> have their treatment. Yeah. And I'm going to explain the treatment in one second. And then what happens is, is we take them through the 75 day journey. Okay. Okay. And we see them five times in total. 
And then they're also seen by our health coach once a week. Because we're also studying this now. We want to get the, we want to get the number. We think we can get the number like above 80, 85% compliance. So at any rate, the point is, is they go through this study, this, the program and the treatment is quite, it's quite simple. It's really not, you know, very, um, cumbersome. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some women are like, Oh my God, am I going to be able to eat or go? I'm like, yes, you can go <laughs> out and eat. You can have like a beautiful piece of salmon and lots of vegetables and salad. You know, you don't have to stop your life necessarily, <laughs> but you want to just make sure you're not having, you know, GMO, mm-hmm. you know, not yeah. having like processed foods, mm-hmm. or, you know, you, you just want to be careful of that. But anyway, yeah. What the way it works is, is you get a specific probiotic. The probiotic that is matched to that phenotype is basically saying like, okay, you're missing X, Y, and Z type of species mm, or okay. fiber. So then that, that, that specific bacteria that's created by them, uh, that probiotic has specific strains that that phenotype is missing. Okay. Mm, yeah. So you're re-inoculating the gut with those, with those bacteria and okay. then that's then matched with a specific meal plan. Mm. Almost like the quote, your meal plan is like your prebiotic, yeah, right? Because yeah. you're boosting the growth and survival of those species with that meal plan. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then the other two components are the nutraceuticals and exercise. So okay. depending on, especially what your inflammatory biomarkers showed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you will then get specific nutraceutical products. It can be oh, anywhere nice. from omegas to D's to B cop. Like it, it's all dependent on again what that phenotype is showing. Mm, and then that paired with a specific exercise. And I'm not nobody's like making you like run a marathon. <laughs> it's just specific yeah. movement and specific yeah. things that you do to boost the efficacy of the nutraceuticals and the yeah. supplements you're gonna take. And doing that combination has led to this really unbelievable, groundbreaking mm-hmm. clinical research that has resulted in this unbelievable success rate of yeah. pregnancy. Well, I mean, you go through that protocol, and to be honest, I'm not shocked because um, I I think that there is so much untapped power in those personalized protocols that really look at you know you as a unique individual as opposed to just treating symptoms across the board, the same. It's all symptomatic management. That's Mm -hmm. ridiculous, you know? And so this is really powerful. Mm -hmm. So, and, and, you know, the third, I didn't really get into the third bucket, but I truly believe the third bucket when Mm -hmm. it comes to this program is there's so many women and, you know, even Tracy, my partner will say it because she's been doing this for 25 years, Mm -hmm. like really just the women's health piece that come to her and they're like, I'm so nervous. I'm not going to get pregnant. Mm. What can I do Mm. to optimize my body, right? Mm -hmm. To get pregnant like easily and have a healthy baby, right? And that to me, you know, to do this, like really to me, it's a nominal investment compared Mm -hmm. to what these women spend like tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars down the road after Mm -hmm. they can't to really get your body, optimize your health, lower inflammation and get your body to a place where you can really get pregnant much more easily and have a healthy pregnancy and a healthy. Yeah. And you know, the one thing that you didn't mention here, which if you don't mind me jumping in is we, we often think about fertility as just that fertility time period, but Mm -hmm. you know, there's so much research emerging that the mother's microbiome going into pregnancy 
is also critical because you're seeding your baby. And so what gets me excited about you talking is it's not just mom here is going to have this revolutionary opportunity to influence health, but you're in, in many ways changing the trajectory of the child's life because you're giving them that better start. Wow. That's right. Because think about <laughs> the women that aren't addressing their underlying information, yeah. mm-hmm. getting pumped full of hormones, getting, mm-hmm. you know, think about what that does to the baby and the baby's biome. Yeah. And I a hundred percent agree. And what we are going to be researching because we think what we're going to maybe do is even have the women continue the program throughout the pregnancy. Oh, wow. That's and then we're going to look at baby's health. Yeah. Compared to women that do the whole program versus not, you know, yeah. and we think their microbiomes are going to be so much more robust and healthier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, there's even thoughts about even treating men in There's all this research coming out too, which is so crazy, but you know, men's sperm have their own uh, Mm -hmm. microbiome. Yeah. And when you, and men, and listen, husband and wife partners, they're going to continue to have intercourse Mm -hmm. through the pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And believe it or not, the sperm impact the baby's microbiome and the white and the, and the mom's microbiome after having intercourse, you know, (laughs) amazing. So you want to make sure those sperm have a really healthy microbiome, right? Because the sperm is still, you know, penetrate, it's getting into that whole area where baby's growing. Mm -hmm. That doesn't stop. It still happens, (laughs) right? So, you know, not to be a little graphic, but I'm just saying, you know, yeah. That's something else we're going to start looking at as well. So wow. it's super, super exciting, super groundbreaking, cutting edge. It's really yeah. unbelievable. It's mm-hmm. incredible to say the least. Um, well, you know, I could continue and would love to just listen to you talk just for as long as you'd like, but I, we do have to wrap this up and bring sure, it to a close. Yes. Um, but Dr. Rose, would you mind just sharing with us um, how to connect with you, how to get started on this process? Um, what's next if we want to go down this path? So we provide complimentary discovery calls to everybody. Okay. Um, We have, so my website, which is terrain health, like T E R A I N health.org. And there's an icon where you can find it. I forget what, which one is under, but like you can click on fertility and women can fill out the form and their phone number and we'll contact them, you know, pretty quickly. And the other thing is, is on my Instagram, mm-hmm. which is dr.robinrose, like Dr. period, R-O-B-I-N-R-O-S-E. And my link tree also has information oh, um, to give us on, if you're interested in the fertility gut microbiome program, and we can, and then we'll get in contact with you that way. We also, our other platform is Go Terrain Health okay. on Instagram and Facebook. And I'm Dr. Robin Rose on Instagram and Facebook as well. So any way they want to get in touch with us and the forms are there, they can quickly fill it out in less than a minute and we'll get in touch with them. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, we'll link all that down in the show notes as well, just for convenience and um, easily, easy access. But um, thank you so much for taking time out of your week to just sit down and chat. I, I so appreciate it. Thanks, Hannah. I really appreciate it too. Thanks for having me. Well, friends, thanks for listening to the end. I encourage you to click those links below, follow Dr. Rose and all that she's doing at Terrain Health and just um, connect with her so that you can set up your discovery call and learn more about her revolutionary technology. So until next time, we'll see you later.